What's up, everybody? This is Fidel from How We Talk Podcast. What's going on, guys? I'm Izzy. And here today, by popular demand, <laughs> that's right. we have Fernando Vasquez, also known as Mr. Olympia626. Yep, yep, yep. Who else do we have in the in the in the house tonight? We have our. He brought he brought his friends. He brought his crickets. Jimmy, Jimmy the cricket. Jimmy, Jimmy the cricket. Uh, Is it Jimmy or Jiminy? Jiminy. 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 One the of those. Pinocchio, right? Yeah. Yeah, Pinocchio. yeah, yeah. Fucking had to bring him along, bro. Had to bring yeah. him along. What's that little cricket from uh, Mulan? Mushu? Mushu? No, no, Mushu's no, a idea. Idea. Anyway. no idea. No that idea. That's not a cricket from Mulan, isn't that the... The dragon, but there's a little lucky cricket. Is it? Because the, the Chinos, they believe in lucky crickets. Anyways. Or they eat them. That's, that's, uh, that's Fernando's uh, conscience right there. Yeah. <laughs> he brought his conscience. Getting ready. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, dude? Not too much, man. Welcome back, man. Sorry to come back. You know, what's Thank funny you. is uh, last time I came, yeah. I was smaller than both of you guys. Now oh, I came back you. and I'm bigger than you guys are smaller than me. <laughs> so if you're wondering if this really is the same guy, <laughs> it is. It is, dude. Yeah. It is. You were while well, you were leaned out. It was like what weeks before the, uh, yeah. the competition, right? Yeah, I was like in the 60s, bro. Yeah, I'm at 205 now. 205. 205. Yeah. B, what? That's for real. Bulking season is is it? We're in, in season. Yeah. yeah we yeah. both, all of us, literally transformed. Yeah. So <laughs> for sure, we flipped the page. Yeah, for man. Sure. You know. Um, it wasn't that long ago. What was it? Maybe three months ago? Oh, well, yeah. When we did it. Three three yeah, because it three was. Four. We signed up after he was on the show. That's right, yeah. Uh, so yeah. Like, I think four months. Four months? Say, yeah. Maybe four months. All right. So so you gained weight. Yeah. We lost weight. We lost it, yeah. So I, I took the weight from you. <laughs> <laughs> and today, today's actually my last day of the three months. How do you, how'd you do? How'd you, did. wait, how did he do? He did pretty good, actually. Yeah. Yeah. He enjoyed himself a burger. Yeah, <laughs> did you? A nice burger. He today, was dying yeah. for it. When I picked up my son, he goes, "Yeah, man, I just want some meat, <laughs> some steak." Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure, for sure. Uh, uh, so today was my last day. Yeah, I'm gonna take a week off because I, I still want a big, bigger steak, a juicy steak. I'm gonna get back on it because now, just uh, mentally, I, I'm in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, no, go ahead. No, that was one of the things. Uh, because what, what I gained from it was learning how to eat. You know, it's more of like a balance, right? That's what the main thing is, yeah. Learning how to eat. Learning. You've seen the different diets I gave you guys. Yeah. You know, you guys can to manipulate into your own. Yeah, right. Where you can keep it steady. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the ultimate goal for everybody. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, uh, since, I've, since I've done it, I remember I told you it was like two weeks ago, I think, yeah. or three weeks ago. Mm. And so in those three weeks, um, I knew I was going to gain some weight, you know, because I was going die hard, working out, the the meal planning. So I knew I was going to gain weight. Now I'm thinking, like, oh, I'm probably going to gain, like, 10 pounds, you know. I've only gained two or three pounds. No, that's not and bad. And I'm teeter-tottering with two or three pounds. That's it. Yeah. yeah. So I'm st- I am still want to go lower. So uh, I might yeah. either, if I can't do it on my own, I might have to sign up again yeah. and do another, like, maybe this time the body transformation. Yeah. Is it the body? What is it called? Total 12 transformation? 12-week transformation. The 12-week transformation. So I might do that one. Yeah. I need to get to that 205. You dropped about 20 pounds, right? 20-something? Total? 30? No, total was, like. 39 i think yeah i went from two you did yeah yeah <laughs> I, I was at two two like 68 no yeah. no not 268 248 and i went down to 220 so yeah. 20 uh was it you do the math a lot oh, i wasn't 39 i was 28 almost 30 pounds yeah almost 30 pounds Dang. that's good yeah, he dropped a good amount too yeah this is 20 well i i weighed in at 299 and then uh my goal weight was uh, 175, and today I checked in at uh, 173. Oh, yeah. yeah, so. Beat nice. it. Yeah. Smashed. Beat it. And then you feel better. Oh, yeah. I ran, I ran a 5K. 
I seen that. Like nothing, dude. Yeah. I, I like, couldn't sh- even do a 5K in my life. Yeah. Depend on it. yeah. I just, but it was like, I, I, cause I lost the weight. I feel better about myself. You know, yeah. like I, I ran the 5K. I'm going to do yeah. another one in a, in a mm-hmm. week or two. Yeah. You want to join? Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's in West Covina. It's local. You could walk it. You could walk it. I'm going to have to walk it. <laughs> I'm going to lose all my gains. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, That's no. Funny. I'm not, I'm not an outdoor walk, uh, runner or walker. I don't yeah, know why. Yeah, you told me that. I don't know why. He's the, a treadmill guy. The treadmill? Boom, I'm focused. Yeah, I like the treadmill better. Yeah. yeah. You stay in one place. Yeah. You know? yeah. I'm thinking about getting one so I could watch like watch the Dodger game and just do actually do something and not drink a beer yeah. while you watch yeah. the game. Just run. And just run. Well, run and drink a beer. Yeah. You know, that'll be my go-to. Triple tasking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Triple tasking, that's right. So last time we had you on... Um, you're getting ready for what was it called again? The USA's. The USA's. The USA, yeah. I was going to say the ALCs. I don't know what that is. No, just making USA's. up events. The USA's. Yeah. Um, walk us through that, dude. It was a it was a crazy experience. Um, I did a show prior to that a week before. Right. Um, things didn't go as planned for that show, so I was I was pretty upset. Um, I didn't I didn't bring my best, you know, and I was I was supposed to bring my best. Yeah. So then this way I can go into the USA's feeling confident. Right. But it it, it didn't happen that way, yeah. you know. So um I made some changes going into that week and then um every day I was seeing changes, you know, so I'm like, Okay, I'm feeling better. Yeah. And I'm looking good every day, sending pictures to the coach, boom, boom, boom. Um and then I get to the USA's to go do my check in. And then um, one of the head judges, who's who who's judged me at shows before, he comes. He I try to ignore him. Yeah. Because he, he he judged the last show that I was at. You know? Oh, okay. And I'm like, I was probably thinking, man, what's this guy doing here? You yeah. Know? Yeah, he's got muscle memory. I don't yeah, want him to remember. Yeah, what's, what's he what's he doing here? You know, this guy yeah. he didn't do good last week. You know, so I was like trying to avoid him. Yeah. But he happened to see me. He comes up to me. He goes, "Hey, man." I'm like, hey, "What's up?" You know. And then he goes. Hey, I hope you didn't bring that that guy from last week to the show. Oh man, straight up, you yeah. Know, he's like, you know, these last two shows you did that that's not the overall champ that I met last year. Yeah, and he goes, I know that overall champ's inside you, and the, these two shows that you did, he um, he wasn't he wasn't there. Yeah, you know, so I, I hope you you made some changes and, and you brought your best to this show. Mm-hmm. So I assured him that I did. I made some changes and that I wasn't going to disappoint. Yeah, you know, so I checked in. Um, and I got there on Thursday, so Thursday I was there, Friday I was there, and then Saturday. So every day I was just antsy, I couldn't sleep. Yeah, in Vegas. Yeah, in Vegas. Yeah. Eating and then um, dehydrating, um, carbing up, you know. So I was getting lightheaded at one point just because of the diet. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so I was just trying to lay down, just try to focus. Um, so then finally the day came, um, and then we did um, we did pre-judging. So pre-judging is when the groups come out. Mm-hmm. Um, there was about 28 guys in my in my class. Yeah. So there was four groups. Um, so they did each group. I was the third group. No, no, no. Was I second or third? Um, so then after that, everyone goes in. Then they do the callouts. So you want to be in the first callouts. Mm-hmm. Okay. The first callouts, and then in the first callouts, you want to be center stage. So it's center stage is first, and the person on the side is second, and then other side is third. Yeah. So the pros are going to be the center and then the one next to him, top two-turn pro. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't get called in the first call-outs, you know. Um, 
going into this, I, I kind of expected it because I didn't have the size. You know, I wasn't as big as I seen these guys. I was like, man, yeah, these guys are giants. And did, they, you, did you get there and realize that? No, I, I kind of had a feeling, you know, um, but I, I just wanted to bring my best. Yeah, I wanted to bring my best um, this way. I didn't I didn't leave there like oh man you know like the other two shows right I wanted to go in there and just leave leave something mm-hmm. behind you know um so then but yeah these guys that were competing I mean they they've been they've been doing this for years 10 years 9 years so guys the same the same weight as me mm-hmm. looking like they weigh 30 pounds more yeah I look like a twig next to them you know <laughs> but um so the first call outs they called you know and I was I wasn't so sad about it you know I just stood there still looking at the judges um then they do the second call outs, you know, and nope, didn't hear my name. I'm like, man, I'm about to get last place, fourth call outs, you know. Yeah. So they're they're doing third call outs and they call the first guy, they call the second guy, they call the third guy, the fourth guy. And I'm like, man, so he's looking at everybody and then I'm staring at the main guy straight in the eye. You know, I'm staring at him and he's just staring and he's staring and then finally he calls my number. Yeah. So and my uh, my brother in law recorded it and you see me just oh yes. I was happy. Yeah. You know, and anybody who who competes, like, why the heck is he happy? You know, yeah. he didn't even. But it it was more than just winning to, for me. You know, yeah. I didn't I didn't want to end up finishing last. Like I, I did a lot to get to that point. Right. You know, I made the changes that I need to, and I didn't I didn't end up, you know, last place. You yeah, know? blanking so, out. Right. Exactly. So, I was happy. Um, so I ended up getting third callouts, and out of the third callouts, I got fourth. You know, so. And then they did the fourth call out. So out of twenty eight people, I took seventeenth. Okay. You know, so which isn't too bad. Yeah. I mean, obviously, first or second was was the goal, mm-hmm. but it didn't happen. Um. So then we went back, ate some burgers, um. Then we went back for finals, and then just finished up the show, and then that was it, pretty much. Yeah. You know, so, um, I learned a lot from that. I got a lot of experience. <clears throat> um, it opened my eyes up to where i where i where i'm at compared to all these these top level guys yeah, yeah. um so yeah so oh yeah so as i was leaving the show mm-hmm. the same judge sees me okay you know and i walked up to him and i was like hey i'm you know uh, i'll see you again he goes hey much much better presentation i'm yeah. very pleased yeah you came in good yeah but you need more size he told me that you know yeah. so he's like put on some more size and you'll be dangerous for in the years to come yeah so I, I took those words in and I was I was happy because it wasn't more like he pretty much told me I looked like crap yeah. the last two shows yeah. Yeah. in nice words you know yeah to you know you you looked amazing just put on some size and you'll you'll do well yeah and basically just you got to be consistent you know mm-hmm. so after that my my thought process was okay I've been competing taking six months off to grow and then competing taking six months off to grow but I haven't really let my body develop and grow mm-hmm. give it a good amount of time. So now this year, what I'm doing is I'm going to give myself up to two years to really, 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 really grow mm-hmm. without breaks, without cutting weight, and just full blown, yeah. you know. And then I'm going to go back and hopefully yeah. it may be my year. So cool. twenty year 2020, man, we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah, go for that long, that long haul and yeah. bulk up and really do it. A lot, a lot, a lot of eating. Yeah, you know so, that's always good. Invite us. Yeah, it would be good, man. <laughs> Maybe we'll join him. Yeah, I know. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so, so that's that's your plan, twenty twenty. That's my taking. Uh, th- think things can change. I, I mean, I, that's just what I say now. Yeah, yeah. But we'll we'll see where where life directs us. You right. know. Yeah. You know, um, the judges for the for the competitions are those guys all ex bodybuilders? The majority of them. Yeah. Some of them aren't. Some of them are. 
some of them just been in the industry for a long. They've judged so many people. Yeah. Um, a lot of pros. The 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 judges at that main event have judged pros like the Olympia and all that. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, it was, it was um, you get people the judges from local shows too. Mm-hmm. You know they, they've been there. So see everybody different yeah. different judges. Um, for these competitions, how much of this is just? I mean, last time we talked, we you talked a lot about the physicality of it your training what you put into it how much of it is mental going into these competitions oh i, I think it's all mental yeah, yeah if, if your mind's not in it then you're not you're not going to get anywhere in the sport yeah yeah you're, what, you're what gonna, can that what can that do to you when when you're not here what, what can it do to you on stage i retain a lot of water yeah cortisone levels shoot to the roof you start swelling up oh, you yeah. know so may, maybe that may have been something that uh, what happened to me in the other shows I was stressing out. Maybe I don't look good. I mean, mm-hmm. I could have been many things. Yeah. But I looked watery on stage compared to the guys who who, who beat me. Yeah. And I was, I was mad. Mm-hmm. I was mad. You know. Yeah. Because I I go from winning back to back shows. Right. Winning the overall last year, first place, first place, to basically just taking the dump this year. You know. Yeah. I was mad and it, it hit me hard. Yeah. You know because I know I could have looked better. You know so. Um. It could have been anything, you know. But mm-hmm. if yeah, if your if your mind's not there, you start stressing, you start retaining water. Yeah. And then if if you don't believe that you're the best man looking on stage, you're not gonna be looking your best. Yeah. But if you believe it in your heart, if you believe it in your mind, and you're going on there that you look the best, you're gonna look a lot to twenty times better. Right. You know, because you're gonna present yourself and that at, at that national <clears throat> level, at that at the USA's I I pretty I owned that stage. I felt mm-hmm. like I owned it. Yeah, you know, if you've seen the videos, I, I just the way I was posing. Oh yeah, I felt I, I felt like I lived there. You know. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's just you, a whole different attitude in person when I stepped on that stage. Yeah. Are most of these guys are are they all amateurs or are any of them pros? All of, all of them are amateurs. All amateurs yeah. mm-hmm. until you until you get first or second at, at at that show, then you go to the pro level. All right. Yeah. And that's a whole different tournament, a whole different competition. Yeah. I, I had been seeing like your your posts and stuff, and especially like when you were going dry, I was like, "Damn, dude, this guy has it for sure." Yeah, you know, just no, and that that's another thing. Yeah, you see people seeing like, man, this guy's, a, and then to think there's guys twenty times better than yeah, they're like, what the heck, right? Yeah, man. Yeah, that's why I had asked. Um, did you know that prior, like going into it, or was it like a shock when you got there? You know, it was, I don't know. Because when I when I saw the pictures after, I was like, dang, yeah. He's, I mean, <laughs> compared to me, you're way bigger. But uh, I was like, those guys are big. Yeah, yeah. massive. You know? So so massive. You had you have uh, some work to do, and then from 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 then to what would you say a few weeks? You put on at least uh, twenty something oh, pounds. Forty. Forty. Well, I mean. The- <laughs> 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 you know what's well, definitely easier to put them on than to take them off, right? I, I went from 160 to 206. Damn. In a matter of four days. Four days? No. Yeah. 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 I was in four I was days. Just watching that progress, dude. I All was hating tacos. life. I was just, I just, my, I, I splurged. Yeah. You know, but I had, I was holding so much water. I, I was like a water yeah. buffalo. Yeah. It was very uncomfortable. It, it got so uncomfortable. It was just really annoying. Yeah. Um, I had to stay home from from work one day. Because I couldn't move, um, I had to wear sandals for uh, was it my who's was it a birthday party? I think it was my son's birthday. Your yeah. toes were all swollen. And everything. everything, 
Yeah, so I had to wear sandals. None of my clothes was fitting me. Um, so for my son's birthday, I had a wardrobe malfunction. The, the wardrobe I was supposed to wear. Yeah. Nope. So I ended up wearing a, a, a dress-looking like shirt, you know. Like a little mumu. Yeah, basically. <laughs> you know? <laughs> nothing nothing fit me. Yeah. So I was like, man, this is mad. So it didn't. The water and the swelling didn't subside maybe to like two, three weeks later. Yeah. Then I finally got it down to 186. And then from there, I started building clean, mm-hmm. solid weight. Yeah. And I'm back to 206, but I'm not. I'm not looking like how I was before. Yeah. Yeah. It was. So so you just gained all that weight just from that eating and not doing cardio, just taking the time off? Yeah, basically. Yeah. Well those first four days it was it was just all the all the sodium. The, yeah. the water, you know, everything mm. was just puffed up. Yep. You know. You got swollen. Mm-hmm. Damn. It was bad. <laughs> but there no, I was. There I was. Eating. So, eating. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, it was fun though, right? It was fun. I, mean, I was dieting for six months, you know. I was, you know, it was worth it. You I gotta. Was, you I was know. dying for food. And now you're back on meal preps. Yeah. Okay. Clean, clean food to yeah. gain weight. You know, so um, I'm not I'm not having as many cheap meals like I did last year. Yeah. I think I was having one every night, to be honest. Really? Yeah. But um, this what's time, a cheap meal for you? Um, a full carrot. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would I would say like uh, like Taco Bell. Pizza, yeah. tacos, yeah, yeah, you know, tacos for sure. Pizza, for tacos. buffalo wings, <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, for sure. You know, so I was eating a lot of that last year. No limit, or just kind of nah, no limit. Yeah. yeah, but this time around, I, I'm, I'm keeping it pretty, pretty clean. Yeah, every day, eating my meals, a lot of rice, a lot of meat, whether it's turkey, chicken, beef, steak, um, yams. Now incorporating yams, a lot of food though. Yeah. yeah. So this time, this plan, uh, your two-year plan, you're gonna, you're, it's you know, you're gonna focus on getting wider, yeah. and then uh, towards the end, just kind of cut it down. Yeah, is that well, what? It? I, I have to make weight at 170, so whatever weight I get to, I have to bring it back down. Yeah. Uh, what do you, What do you expect to get to as far as your highest when you when you peak at your highest weight? Honestly, I have no idea. I've never I've never been able to crack, um, 204 pounds. 204. Yeah, and never, you already cracked it. I've already I got up to 209. Damn, but I could teach you clean, clean, <laughs> yeah. clean wise, you know. Beer. Yeah, right. but then um, I got to two hundred nine as I was peaking. Mm-hmm. Not with, not with after the show, yeah. weeks after the show as I was eating. But now my weight's coming back down. As much, no, no matter how much I eat, yeah, it just that metabolism's already it, working. Yeah, it itself. just drops. You know, yeah. I got down to as low as two hundred two pounds the other week. Mm-hmm. What the heck, man? I just ate sixteen cups of rice. Damn, what the heck am I losing weight? Yeah. You know. I lost weight, yeah. you know. I even had a burger that day and everything. Is nope. <laughs> yeah, so my yeah, metabolism just to the roof, you know. Yeah. It's a blessing and a curse, huh? Yeah, <laughs> I know how that goes. During during the uh, yeah during the the whole um, training up to the the USA's right your your mental. I saw a lot of your posts um, about support from your girl, right? Because some days you were you were just off yeah right um where where because you were working up to that your your mind's just focused right and, and you know all these endorphins and stuff where are you training as hard and are you still having those uh not thoughts but just those mental you know what, what yeah, would the no, word I, be? I know what you mean you know what i mean um when when you're dieting and you you're on low carbs, you're on a, in, a, in a caloric deficit. Mm-hmm. 
um, your mind starts to lose itself, you yeah. know. Mm-hmm. So you either get all emotional, get depressed, um, or you're just hungry, yeah. you know, basically. So a lot of that time that I was feeling like that, you know, very emotional, um, craving stuff, you know, and then you just you just feel like in a dark place, you yeah. know, like what the heck, you know, and yeah. I need to get out of this. And sometimes it's just hard. And then knowing that you're basically running on fumes and you still have to do stuff to get there's still work that needs to be get done you know and no one's going to help you do it you know so it's very stressful and then to top it off you you got a business you're running you got kids Mm -hmm. and it it takes a toll on you you know or you break down eventually right you know so at that point it's you know you just you have to keep going you remember what the goal is and you remember that only you can can get yourself out of this and then keep pushing you know at the end of the day no one's going to hold your hand right you know so I, i i i i during this prep was the hardest prep that I've been through, and I was I was fighting that all the time. Um, but to answer your question, now it's a little easier because I have a lot of food in me, mm-hmm. so I'm I'm not hungry. Yeah. You know, I'm not all depressed because I'm starving. Yeah. But um, as far as my mind state, uh, my mindset, it's it's a, it's a lot stronger. You know, because yeah. that that prep was was brutal, very very brutal. And she'll tell you, you know, yeah, it's bad. Yeah. Um, but we pushed through it, and like I said, now. I have a goal, you know, a bigger goal, and we're just gonna we're gonna make it happen. We will make it happen. Yeah, you know, it's gonna happen. So, and there's nothing that can stop me. So I'm, I'm just keep on fighting unless God tells me no more. Then I'm gonna give it all I got. Yeah, you yeah. know, yeah, yeah. I had a once again. I'm nowhere on his level, <laughs> but I I've experienced that where not not you know full full on depression, but that that mind was like. Oh. You know, it was, it was yeah. the sadness or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, nope, I got to go to the gym. Yeah. You know, that was, that to me, that was like the only cure. You know, just go run, go run it out. Yeah. You know, go sweat it out, go you lose all your energy out there, you know? Yeah. And uh, that's what I did. You know, I think, yeah. I think um, you keep saying that you're not at his level, but I mean, there's a lot, the majority of the people aren't at his level. Right. Okay. But I think that what he, with the message that he's that he's putting out there, is the, anybody can use it. It's it's the same, just like you said right now. You know, you you're out there, and only you can do it. You got to go back and think about your your goal, right? When why you started oh, yeah. this, like these are the kind of things that I learned and yeah. I picked up from it. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And, yeah, yeah. And, and so sure. in, in in actuality, you are on my level. Yeah, you're mentally, pushing through. I mean, you're mentally, pushing through. yeah, right. L- l- more than you know, mm-hmm. more than yeah. you know, you're pushing through. Yeah, I ha- I had a lot of those. I'm not gonna go today. I'm tired. Yeah, and then and then I tricked my mind to thinking, well, that's when you're supposed to go. Get up and go. Right, and that's yeah. what I did. You know, well, it's it's easy to convince yourself not to work out oh, yeah. and not to eat. Right, yeah. it's easy. It's really yeah. easy. It's hard to not do all that stuff to right. convince yourself See, otherwise. Right now, it's harder. It can be harder for me. Yeah, because I have no competition that I'm doing anytime soon. Mm-hmm. So technically. I don't have to work out. You don't tomorrow. have to. Can, I don't have to do I can anything. Take a day off. I don't have you, to diet. You know. Yeah. So, I feel that this is harder for me than actually being on prep because now to keep it up, I have to keep it up so I don't get fat. I don't eat everything in sight. The seafood diet, you know. Yeah. So I, I I have to be more strict on myself now than when I was on prep. Well, some old a, a, a coach that I'm good friends with. His name's Sam. He's out of Orange County. Mm-hmm. Um, last year when I, when we used to talk a lot, we still do, but, um, during that prep, he told me, um, after the prep was over, he goes, he tells me, he goes, you need to treat your off season harder than your prep. Mm -hmm. 
mm. you know? And yeah. I thought about that. I was like, man, that's deep. You know, it, it, it makes it, a lot it of ma- sense. You know, it make, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah. And since then, that's how I've treated my off season, you know? Mm-hmm. You, you have to be harder on yourself yeah. after your after your, your show, you know? Yeah. You got you to keep yourself in check. Well, that's where everything can go wrong. I mean, when, when you feel like, oh, you know what? Like, I have uh, two years to, com- you know, your goal is two years, right? That's yeah. when you're going to compete again. So now you're like, ah, I can mess up this weekend or, or for two weeks, go out and vacation and not have to be strict because I got two years to plan ahead. It's I can do it. That's a, it, Anything can happen, and you could just let it all go. In four days. Yeah. <laughs> In four days, four right? Four days, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, One one thing, because we would recap with each other during, during our other shows, and we would talk about the diets and how you're doing it. Yeah. And one thing that he said that I it didn't click to me was uh, that – I'm not eating for um, I'm not eating for comfort or for taste You're not or eating for, for style. satisfaction. You're eating for results, right? Yeah. Right, fuel. You know. Yeah. And uh, now that I think about it now, and just just going through it, and then I'm going to be continuing it. Mm-hmm. I could easily go back to eating how I was eating before, and that was bad. But I don't feel like I want to, which is a good thing. You know what I mean? I I I feel like I could continue this. Whether I continue a, a a workout plan or not, I could continue right. eating that way. Yeah. I'm, yeah. It's it's already in in my head, you know. So yeah, and what I, what I had told you was uh, that I'm no longer going to eat for pleasure, even though you do sometimes. You, know, you, you yeah, have to, right. but the mentality is don't eat for pleasure; it's eat for fuel. Mm-hmm. And that's what I was doing the mm-hmm. whole time. I was doing that. Uh, that was my my mind, mindset was that mm-hmm. eat for fuel. Yeah, if I was going to eat shitty, drink all these beers. It's gonna be hard for me to hit the gym, you know. Yeah. And then hit the treadmill. It was just it's it's a fact. Yeah. It's just harder. It's a struggle. <laughs> I Hashtag had, the struggle's real. The struggle's <laughs> real. I had been, I had never sweat so much in my life, bro. Just walking. We did a we did the truck show, right? Yeah. We uh we were working this truck show, and I was just standing there. All I had to do was just stand there and and uh, watch the booth, and I was sweating, and it was embarrassing. <laughs> Titty sweat. Yeah, titty sweat. <laughs> Back sweat. And it was just because my bot, my metabolism was just, yeah. you know. Man, and then and then I, my customers would, Do you need, are you okay? Do you need water? And I have to explain, no, I'm on this regimen. And, and, you know, it's just, I'm sweating. <laughs> just let me sweat. It's, a, it's working. It's working. It's working. It's, yeah. it's working. I would, I would feel the most weirdest part sweat, dude. Like, for some reason, like, I call it my snout. I don't know what this whole area is. Snout, yeah. It was, I would feel cold because the wind and, and it was sweating you know yeah and then i that's when i started noticing that my face was getting thin and everything and just it was crazy wow. it was crazy you know it was intense and Super here we intense. are and here we are and here we are man making it happen yeah. yeah well that's good man i mean hey you know you're not gonna win them all but the good thing is that you're focused still and then it hasn't it hasn't depleted you yeah so you're still there and you're gonna continue you know, you just set yourself another goal, and then that's what we should be doing. Always be setting goals for ourselves and reaching those goals. Yeah. And you did it, so that's great. That's right. good to hear. I, I think you mentioned something about um, your your son, your oldest, uh, about uh, talking about, like, winning and losing. Remember? Yeah. Remember? Did he, did he ask about? Oh, yeah. He, How'd you do, Papa? How'd you do? You yeah. know? Yeah. I'm like, oh, I didn't go so well, you know? He goes, why? You didn't win? <laughs> <laughs> Can tell when I when I won when I won uh, when was it fifth place at that show that he he never lets it go, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you didn't win first, you took yeah. fifth. Yeah, they're better than you. They're like man, you know, oh, so shoot. yeah. But he he just asked. So it's all he said. Why didn't you win? Why didn't you win? Yeah. So I explained to him, you know. 
So I'm like, yeah. So now no more, no more, uh, no more shows. So you're not gonna work out anymore. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm still gonna work out. And he goes, oh, okay. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. he's at home and I go hit the gym. You yeah, know? yeah. He wants daddy time. Yeah. So yeah. I gotta go work. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, a, su- a subject I want to get into. Last time you were here, we talked for a good. A good hour, maybe a- yeah. after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After we cut the the feed, um, it was pretty pretty heavy stuff. Um, and I said, I said, well, he had he had said, you know, that's the story, that's the story that he needs to tell. And I was like, yeah. oh, for sure, yeah, for sure, we need to get that story out there. Um, I think after you, it was just a reoccurring thing, depression. Yeah, depression. Uh, some suicide stuff, um, and it, it was kind of like you, you set that off, kind of for us, huh? Yeah, more or less. Yeah, yeah. Um, that I think that's always been around, but no one talks about it, right? Obviously, it's always been around, no one talks about it. But right. I mean, just to go back on that, you know, we were texting about a week ago or two weeks ago, and you said, I don't know if you could talk about this or not, but you said twelve years is coming, and, oh, yeah. and I'm good, and so. I, I I was like, great, you know, because that was a goal. You did it 12 years. But I don't know the story behind that. Yeah. And I didn't want to ask in text message. I was like, let's <laughs> wait for the show. Right. So what is the story behind that? Yeah. Well, there's a there's a lot of stuff that leads up to all that, mm-hmm. you know. But and when I turned 18, I was pretty much, I was uh, getting in trouble a lot with the law. Yeah. Always catching a case. So I would get my probation extended or more years added to it. Um. So... It, it, everything that prior to that, I, w- I would blame, you know. So basically to rewind it all back, you know, yeah. where it all started. Um, when I was born, my mom had me, you know. Um, so at the time, she she was sprung out on drugs. She couldn't afford me. Yeah. So she sends me to Mexico. This this is a story that I heard. Okay. Okay. Um, the story she told me when she called me years later and told me what happened. Um so I'm I'm in Mexico with my grandparents and my aunt. We're in Juarez, you know. And then um, they would always tell me like, "Oh, um, you're gonna get picked up. You're gonna go to the states," you know. Yeah. So then um, my mom's aunt, my mom's sister goes um, when I'm three years old, and she goes picks me up, and then she takes me home. Yeah. So for for 13 years, I'm I'm 12 years. Excuse me. I'm living with her and her husband. Um. And my whole life, I grew up thinking this is my mom. Yeah. Because I, I didn't know. Mm-hmm. So I'm here calling her mom, but I'm calling her husband a deal. Yeah. You know? Didn't really re- register. It, it didn't click. Yeah. But that, I thought it was normal. Yeah. Um. So here I am calling her mom, calling him deal. And then um, one day, my mom calls me. And my mom would come visit me yeah. with um, all these kids who I thought were my cousins. Yeah. You know? But in reality, they were my brothers and sisters. And you thought that was your tia? Yeah, that was my aunt, mm-hmm. you know. So then um it was my 8th grade year. She calls me. I was on uh, on a uh, winter vacation. Yeah. And she calls me and she goes um mijo, you know, and I'm like, "Oh, how's it going, tia?" you know. And then um she was like, "Hey, I'm going to tell you something." So I'm like, "Okay, what's up?" Yeah. Um so then she tells me the story. You know, she goes, "So, she's not your mom. I'm your mom." Yeah. And I was like, "What?" Shit. I'm like, what the heck? Yeah. And I didn't know how to problem. I'm only 12. Like, how, how do I process this, you know? Right. 
So then I'm like, oh, okay. She goes, but don't tell anybody, you know. I don't want no one, no one to know, but I just want you to know, you know. But I'm going to be going over there um, in a couple weeks. I'm like, oh, okay. So in the midst of all that, I'm already getting in, in, in some trouble with um, the neighborhood kids here in Azusa, yeah. where I was, where I pretty much grew up. Uh-huh. Um, and at the time, my mom, well, I call her my mom. Right. The aunt that was raising me, she was she was getting sick, so she was taking a lot of pills. Um, and a lot of the time, like it was more of an addiction, you know. Right. So she was taking pills, like um, pain, pain pillars. Yeah. Uh, pain relievers. Um. So little by little, she wasn't all there. You know, mm-hmm. she started losing it. Um, so finally, my biological mom comes, and they see all these kids. So I'm like, oh, these are my brothers and sisters. Um, so at the time, I got caught with some weed, you know. Yeah. And then um, I get into the house, and then um, um, my aunt, call her my aunt, my mom, my yeah. aunt. So she, I see her on the couch, and then she goes, man, you're just causing me more stress. I don't want you here. Um so I like I started crying. I ran to my room. I started packing my stuff, and then my biological mom comes in. She goes, "What happened?" She goes, "Oh, she says she doesn't want me here." Um, she was like, "Well, where are you gonna go?" I'm like, "I don't know." She goes, "Come with me." I'm yeah. like, "All right." So that same day, everyone left. I went with her mm-hmm. on the car ride. She lived in Stockton. It's close to San Francisco. Yeah. So on the way to Stockton, um, I'm sitting in the passenger side, and then she she gives me a beer. You know, she goes, "Look." You know, I don't care what you do, have fun, do whatever you want, but this is what I do. Then she pulls out a sack of meth. Yeah. Boom. I'm like, what's that? She goes, it's crystal. You've never tried it? I'm like, no. She goes, here, put some in your beer and drink some. I was like, are you sure? She goes, yeah. I'm like, all right. So I drink it. Yeah. She's done it, whatever. So I'm like, oh, man, it's already starting off to a good story, you know? I'm all happy. I'm excited, man. I could do whatever I want. Right. So finally, um. We get to the to the apartment. It was two bedrooms, and um, I have six brothers and sisters, mm-hmm. you know, so they're all li- sleeping in the living room, and then I, I get the bedroom with my two other brothers, and the complex was kind of ghetto, yeah, you know, so, um, and then the next day, my aunt drives up there with, with her husband, and they give me a final opportunity to go back. They're like, are you sure you want to stay here? Like, this, this lady's not right for you. Yeah. She's a druggie, and you, you don't want this. Mm-hmm. But I was stubborn. I'm like, I get to do what I want, or do I want to go back to a house that set rules, you know? Right. Yeah. So I stayed, you know? So they cried. Um, they gave me some words, you know, just stay in school. Yeah. So I said, okay. So finally they left. Um, over there, I don't know if you guys know about, like, the North Siders and the South Siders. No, I can't, uh, yeah. So out here, there's Southsiders. Yeah. I don't know. They got, got the, the whole 1513? Yeah. Right. We don't, yeah. We'll call oh. it. Yeah. <laughs> they know. So you know, yeah. Okay. okay. So I was out there, and I, I didn't know anything about that at the yeah. time. You know, mind you, I'm just 12. I just knew everything down here. Mm-hmm. So I'm out there in my blue Debo slippers, walking around the complex, yeah. bald-headed, you yeah. know, my little gangster ways. Yeah. And then hey, I'm coming down, and then I see these two guys in red. Yep. You know, they they just start circling me, like looking me up and down. Mm-hmm. Like, what's up? You a scrap? I was like, what's a scrap? Yeah. You know, where are you from? I'm like, well, I came from Azusa, you know? I'm like, where's that at? That's L.A., right? I'm like, as soon as I said, yeah, boom. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah. so they, they did me dirty. Yeah. And that was pretty much uh, every day, you know? 
Um, and I, I go back to my mom, like, hey, what's a scrap? Why did I get jumped? You know? Yeah. Like, a scrap is anyone who comes from, from the Los Angeles area, you know? Yeah. So I learned real fast. Um, so that, that's how I was all the time over there. Um, and then my mom, she, what was it called? Um, she would always be on her stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. I would go with my friends, do whatever I wanted. Um, and then at the time, she, time she would force me to do it sometimes, and I'm like, no, I don't want to. Yeah, the drugs. Yeah, and then eventually she would just scold me to do it or whatever. And every time she was coming down, she's like a different person. Yeah, you know. So then she started feeding me in my head, like, oh, um, my sister's going to an insane asylum because you left. She's taking more pills, so she's brainwashing me, like pr- pretty much telling me, like, she's pretty much gonna die because you left. Yeah, why'd you leave her? You know. Um, and every time she would come down, she would just talk bad about me. You know, you're not my son. You're not my blood. I don't know why I brought you here. Yeah. I'm going to send you back over there. Nobody likes you. I don't know how you're going to do it. So six months living there, that, that, that's what I started dealing with, you know. Just a whole different person yeah. than the lady that I met. Right. You know, and it was it was the drugs. Or maybe she was spiteful. And I don't I don't know what it was, you know. Yeah. But um. finally, one day I tell her. You're not going to send me back there. So the next day, she wakes me up. She takes me to the Greyhound. She doesn't let me take any clothes. Mm-hmm. She gives me the ticket and just, I open the door, get out, and then she drives off. So then I have the ticket to the Greyhound. Yeah. Um, and I don't know what the heck to do with it, you know. So I show the people, and oh, your bus is right there. Yeah. So here I am on the Greyhound going back to, to L.A., mm-hmm. trying to figure out what the heck's going on, you know. Yeah. I'm 13 now at the time. Um. So I land in L.A. Um, I have no money, you know, and um, I'm walking down the street, and then some old cholo comes up to me. He goes, hey, man, you look lost. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't know where I'm at. He goes, um, where are you trying to go? I'm like, West Covina. He goes, all right, here's five bucks. The metro's right there. Take take this line or whatever you call it. Yeah. Um, and then it's going to drop you off in West Covina, the metro link. Yeah. So then I get dropped off. And then I have like 50 cents left. And then I called some. Um, so my mom's husband had a lot of family. Mm-hmm. So they weren't really my blood, but they, they were still family. Right. So I call them cousins. Yeah. Um. So I called um one of them up. They picked me up. And then I get to their apartment. Mind you, they're like in their early 20s, mm-hmm. like 19 to like 23, 24. Yeah. You know, and I'm 13. So um, I get to their apartment and then word gets out that i'm 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 over here yeah so they tell me like hey um your your uncle doesn't want you at the house so i'm like man what the heck am i gonna do yeah so they told me we'll we'll let you live here we're not your parents we're not gonna tell you what to do you don't have to go to school if you want whatever you do is on you yeah we're not responsible for you we're just giving you a place to live pretty much yeah you know so i'm like okay so then the next day my mom calls she calls everybody she calls the cops she calls everybody and tells every tell they she tells everybody that i ran away yeah mm. so she calls the, the place that i'm at she goes hey is fernando there he ran away so i'm like grab the phone i was like i ran away yeah do you not remember that you took me to the greyhound yesterday mm-hmm. no i didn't you said you were gonna go to an amusement park with your friends that's why you don't have any clothes don't act stupid blah 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 
If you want to run away, stay over there. You're dead to me. Don't come looking for me. Don't come looking for your brothers and sisters. You have no family. You're dead. Bye. And that's the last time I've heard from her. To this, to day. this day? To this day. Wow. So then I'm like, man, you know, I'm like, what the heck? So then I, I call um, I call my mom. I'm like, I, you swear I can't live with you, you know? Like, what am I going to do? Yeah. So then she um, she comes over. She talks to me. And she tells me, like, yeah, you, he doesn't want you over there. Like, you left. Yeah. You know, so she enrolls me into school. That's your your tia mom, right? Uh-huh. She enrolls me into school, um, and then she just tells me like, "There's not much I can do for you now. You know, just graduate high school. Yeah, you know, stay in school." So I'm like, "Okay." So then, um, So then, um, as I'm a sophomore, yeah. Okay, as I'm a sophomore, um, I get a call, and then, um, like, hey, Fernando, um, my my aunt died. My aunt died. Yeah. I'm like, what? Like, yeah, they found her in, in the closet, like laid out on the floor. And I just ran to my room. I ran and I cried. And then everything that my mom was telling me when I was living with her, it all hit me. It's my fault. You know? It's so I, I All t- the guilt started coming back. You know? And it was my fault, you know? Um,. So I didn't know how to take it, yeah. you know. And at that point, I, I I felt like I had already lost everything. So when she passed, it's like, what do I have? What do I have? You know. And um, so I we went to the the wake and um, the open casket. I probably only looked at her for five seconds, and to this day, I regret not just standing there longer. Mm-hmm. But it was it was too unreal for me, you know. Yeah. Um. I was only, what, like 16, 15. Um, and then, so then finally we go to bury her. And then finally when, when they dropped her, I was just, I was the last person there just crying. And just sad. And just like it was my fault. Yeah. What if I would have never left? Would she still be alive? You know? Would she keep, t- keep taking all these pills because she was depressed? So... After all that was done, it's just, you know, I just, I was going in high school, just, why even bother now, you know? Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, I stuck it out. I graduated. Um, and after I graduated, I just felt like everything just started just falling down for me. Um, I got a job and then I was there for probably like six months. And then finally I I got my own place, Mm -hmm. got my own place, um, Right when I turned eighteen, I got I got my ID. Mm-hmm. Then after I got my ID, not even three three months into it, I get my first DUI. Oh, you know. So then I didn't learn my lesson. Two months later, I get my second. You know. So then I'm like, man, 
when I got my second, I just felt like everything just crashed on me. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I started thinking about like if I had parents to 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 lean on, none of this would ever happen. To guide you, you know, I feel like I'm losing everything. I'm about to lose my apartment. I'm going to lose my truck. Yeah, and then that's when everything just it hit me. So I write a letter to my cousin um, that I was staying. We, we were we were roommates. Yeah, I write a goodbye letter to him, and um. At the time, also too, I was I was kind of selling weed, mm-hmm. you know. So, um, I had lost the job after my second DUI. So yeah. all I was doing, I was just selling, you know, to to make a living. I yeah. was just selling weed. Mm-hmm. Um, so I took all the weed that I had. I took my duffel bag. Um, I popped a whole a whole canister of Tylenol, and then I got a twelve pack. So then I was drinking that. Um, I got to some park in Hacienda Heights, and I had another letter that I set on the table. And then right before, um, I, I I texted everyone in my phone book goodbye, you know. So I was at that point. I just said it's done, you know. Yeah. So I tried to suffocate myself with the with the trash bag, but it was impossible. Mm-hmm. But I did take a knife with me. And as much as I try to stab my my stomach, it just it wasn't going through, you know. And um, I think by the time all that finally was over, I probably blacked out from the pills and the beer. Mm-hmm. And I woke up and it's daylight, and then kids were coming to the school. I'm yeah. like, what the heck? How did I how did I end up here? You know. Yeah. So I got out real quick before the cops can come. Um. And then my phone's dead, so everybody's probably like, "This guy's Call done." Texting you. This guy's done. You know. Yeah. Um, so then I go back to the apartment and I just sit down and I charge my phone for a bit just to see who texts me back. Mm-hmm. And my, everyone was texting, where are you? Don't do this. Don't do that. There's more to life. Um, people need you, you know, and then all that was hitting me more. And I'm like, man, everyone's lying. Yeah. You know? Um, and then my cousin's like, Hey, I, I told the police that you're missing. And I, I showed them the letter. You know, so they're looking for you. Um, so then after that, I just said, man, screw this. So then I, I went to the liquor store, and I bought some liquor. And then um, you know where the apartments are by In-N-Out on Barranca? Yeah. By South Hills? Mm-hmm. So I pretty much walked all of that to the canyons by myself, just yeah. swigging the liquor. Yeah. You know? Um, and the the plan was to jump off a cliff. And just basically just finish it yeah. easier way since I couldn't stab or suffocate myself. Um, so I'm, I'm getting drunker as I'm going up, listening to Eminem, all these depressing songs, you know, yeah. on repeat, mm-hmm. making it worse. Yeah. Um, and I, 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 I know I remember black getting close to blacked out because after that I didn't remember. Mm-hmm. But um, this girl that I was talking to at the time, when she found me, she said that I had called her and told her I told her to come get me before I do something dumb. Yeah, and that she said when she found me, I was pretty much laid out next to the the end, edge of the cliff, blacked out. Mm-hmm. So had I had rolled over, I probably would have been done. Yeah, you know. So she gets me. I get in the, in the car. They take me back. Um, and then I wake up the next day, and my cousins are crying. A few other people came, you know, just asking me if I'm okay, if I need anything. Yeah. Um, 
And then I get a letter from the the police station. And they, they sent my photo back. I guess someone told them that they found me, you know. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh man, everybody was really looking for me. Yeah. So after I came back to my senses, I was man, I got I got to figure something out. Yeah. Like, why am I depressed? You know, why? But I was always blaming my past. Mm-hmm. You know, I was blaming my past. So then I got into dealing other stuff, which is ecstasy, mm-hmm. you know. And um, after feeling like a nobody, I feel like I had nobody, um, I started dealing this and I started meeting new people. And I literally went from selling 10 pills to 100 pills to thousands of pills Damn. in a matter of a couple months. Yeah. So I went from an apartment to a house in less than a year. You know, so I felt like on t- I was on top of the world. Right. Yeah. I was unstoppable. Like, who's going to mess with me, you yeah. know? Meanwhile, are you actually doing the ecstasy too or oh, just yeah. selling? No, yeah. I was doing it all. Yeah. That, going to parties, going to raves. Mm-hmm. Um, as I was living at the new house, <laughs> I would have parties there. Um, and I ended up overdosing one day. Um, I took that. I took cocaine. Um, you know the date rape drug? Mm-hmm. So you're only supposed to take a cap. Yeah. I ended up drinking half a bottle. So the next day we were supposed to go to a rave. Um, I wake up in the hospital on Sunday. Yeah. I remember waking up once and I just felt like people were holding me down. All I seen was a light and a bunch of people next to me. Mm -hmm. Maybe that when I was, they said that's when I was in the ICU. Yeah. And I was trying to get up and the doctors were trying to contain me. Yeah. Um, so they put me back to sleep, and then I wake up in the recovery room. And then I'm like, I'm trying to, what the heck? What am I doing here? I got a rave to go to, mm-hmm. you know? So I'm telling the doctor, like, hey, let me go. I got places to be. Yeah. And they're like, man, what are you talking about? And then um, my son's mom at the time, um, she goes, what, what are you talking? Stay there. What are you doing? Yeah. You overdosed, you know? Do you not see where you're at? I'm yeah. Like, I'm, but I wasn't all there in my head. Mm-hmm. I was still on drugs. Right. You know? And she goes, all your friends that you were supposed to go to the rave to, they went to the rave. They didn't even come to the hospital with you. Yeah. Where are they at? Mm-hmm. You know? And I was like, what the heck? And that thing started clicking to me a little bit. Like, yeah, yeah. you're right, you know? Um. So I was, I was in a coma. And then um, all these people came to see me. Mm-hmm. And they were um, my aunt's husband. And he came with some, some new woman. And then other people, mm-hmm. you know, and I just remember waking up and they're all there in the room and I was, I was mad. I'm like, what are you guys doing here? They're like, oh, you know, we heard the news. I'm like, what news? I'm like, where were you guys when I needed you? Yeah. You know, where were you guys when I needed you when my mom died? Or where were you guys? You guys were nowhere in sight. I have to die for you guys to come help me. I'm like, I want all you guys out of here. You guys mean nothing to me. Mm-hmm. So then they all left. You know, not, so that opened more of a like anger up in me, you know. Mm. Um, so then I get out, then I go back to the house, and I, I start thinking a little bit, you know, like, man, he's got a bunch of fake friends, you know. Yeah. Um, so in the midst, I mean, I'm still dealing. Um, at the time, people I was dealing to, you know, people from Riverside, San Bernardino County, Lancaster, all of this area, Inland Empire, people mm-hmm. from Vegas. Yeah. You know, so I was selling them by a thousand, just letting them go. Everywhere. Everywhere. Um, and I live right by the West Covina Courthouse. <laughs> Literally. In it's their crazy. backyard. Yeah. 
doing the they damn thing. They, they couldn't sniff you out, huh? No, Tony <laughs> Montana, you know. <laughs> but um, yeah. So I mean, I would leave my door open, like yeah. nothing, you know. I just who's gonna stop me? If right. I get stopped, no one gets anything. Yeah, that's when you felt like like uh. Yeah, you said Tony I, Montana. I, felt like, I finally felt like somebody. Yeah. I had all these people in my house all the time. All the money that I had would go to drugs. Yeah. Would go to 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 whatever strip. We'd go to strip clubs. Would go. I would buy people things. I would give everything. You know, you have a purpose in life. Yeah, you know, I was just helping people. You here? You want money here? Boom. Yeah. You want to do something here? Let's go. You know, so I was just that was my life. You know, mm-hmm. drugs, alcohol, um, and then finally one day I'm supposed to have a kickback. I have the door open. I'm in my drawers. I'm going to the to the laundry room, and then I just hear everybody on the floor. This Fontana PD. I'm like, man, get the. F-. Oh, I thought it was my friend, so I yeah. I go and I'm. Oh, yeah. they're, they're all with their rifles. Yeah. I'm like, oh man, I couldn't run. They got me first. They threw me on the ground. Everyone in the house, they they, they gaffled up. Yeah. And then um, my, I'm 19, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, my my thing wasn't you got to hide stuff different houses. You got I had everything in the damn yeah, house, you yeah, know. Yeah. My room had Tony Montana pictures, Scarface. <laughs> so they go in there and your like, role yeah, yeah. So I'm like, and they I go in, they go in there and like, I'm assuming this is your room, smart guy. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's my room, you know. So they found a little bit over t- uh, ten thousand ecstasy pills, damn. gun, a lot of money. Um. So I mean, I obviously I, I took the blame. Yeah. I told them just leave everybody here, like let them go. They have nothing to do with it. Yeah. Um, so they let people go. Then I end up going to county. Um, my roommate at the time, I see him in there. I was like, they got you? Yeah. He goes, yeah, man. I'm like, how'd they get you? And then he started telling me. And I'm just, you know, I'm like, I want to see what happened. Yeah. So as he pulled out of the driveway, they rolled up on him. Yeah. But they called him by his name, you know. I can't say his name, but you know they say his name. He he rolls over, he pulls over, and then he gets out of the car. You know, and they're like, "We know what you have, and you know you know what you're working with him." Yeah. They found some of my pills in his car, and they found weed. So they take him to the park, and they had him call me. I want you to call Fernando and ask him if he still has pills. Yeah. You know. So he calls me, and I still remember he called me. Hey man, my friends loved your pills. Do you have any more? Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh bro, I got a lot. Yeah. How much do you need? Yeah. You know, and he goes, all right, cool. Let me hit you back. And then, yeah, sure enough, three hours later is when they got me. So I'm like, wait a minute. So you called me to tell. So you pretty much snitched on me. Yeah, yeah. R.A.T. Oh, man. So I, I I let him go. Yeah. He bailed out. But as soon as he got home, he got it. You know, <laughs> he got it from the people that were still yep. there. Um. So then I couldn't get released because I still had warrants from the DUIs that I wasn't taking care of. Right. I got those DUIs, and then when I was uh, dealing, I got pulled over for no tags, and I had weed in my car. So I, I was just building up a lot of cases. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had to I had to serve all those warrants before I could get out. Mm-hmm. So then finally, three months later, I get out, um, and then the guy, the detective who busts me, he calls me. He goes, hey, I haven't followed your case yet. You know, I want you to work with me. Yeah. I was like, want me to work? Who are you talking about? He goes, yeah, give me some names, and... We'll cut you a deal. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to give you shit, you know? I'm not going to give you any names. He goes, are you sure? I'm like, yeah. He goes, all right. So he hangs up the phone. Um, And right before he could file it, I go and get a job. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a, con- a, a, a collections for student loans for a government contract. 
Yeah. You know, so before I can go on my background, mm-hmm. I got the job. Yeah. Um, so he must have filed it. I didn't. I ran away from it for a couple of years. Yeah. Um, and I'm already working at the job. And I'm starting from scratch again. Yeah. I lost the house. I lost everything. You know, I had no money. No more dealing? Nothing. I stopped everything. Yeah. But I didn't stop the drugs. Okay. Or the alcohol. The, consum- uh, the consumption of it. Everything, okay. yeah. Everything was still heavy. Yeah. Um. So then I'm working at this job, and then in the midst of all that, um, my cousins, they were going to church, mm-hmm. and they would always invite me over. I'm like, I don't want to go to Bible study. I don't want to go to Bible study. Yeah. So eventually they bribed me with tacos. <laughs> Your favorite. My favorite, yeah. you know. So I go over for tacos, um, and then the message that they were giving, it was just, it was tugging at my heart. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, no, this, this feels right. So I go to, I go to church that same Sunday. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, the pastor right here at faith, you know, mm-hmm. uh, pastor Reeves, yeah. everything he was just telling me, was just like, man, this is, this was meant for me. Yeah. So then he's telling everybody, you know, if you feel God tugging at your heart, stand up, um, you know, stay, keep looking at me, keep looking at me, walk up, you know, um, so I, I walked up, you know, and that day I, I, I surrendered, gave myself to, to, to Christ. Um, so then the next thing was to get baptized, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so I got baptized. So now something, well, God told me to call the court. He goes, if you're going to do things, you need to do things right. Yeah. So I called the court. Sure enough, yeah, I had a warrant, an outstanding warrant for a felony. Um, so I'm like, man, all right. So yeah. I took care of it. Mm-hmm. I got a lawyer. Um, so finally, when they, when they presented to me, it was six years. Yeah. You know? And I was like, six years? Like, Man, I'm going to be out when I'm 28. Yeah. You know? 27. But then I remember, like, you know, God's my homie. He yeah. Knows he's going to take care of me. Yeah. He, he knows my heart now. He knows I'm not that person anymore. Mm-hmm. Um. So then... After a lot of fighting, after everything was said and done, basically they gave me a deal, 180 days of uh, jail yeah. or 180 days of community service. So I took the community service. Mm-hmm. So for four years, every weekend I was doing community service. Yeah. Um, and then in the midst of all that, I'm 24, boom, catch another case, you know, another DUI. Yeah. Now that's three. Third one. Third one. As I'm taking care of this felony case. Yeah. So I'm like, man, dude, I can't, I can't catch a break, you know. Mm-hmm. But I was being selfish. I wasn't all this. I wasn't thinking this was my fault. Yeah. I, was, I kept blaming my past, you know. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, sure enough, I got the same lawyer to take care of the same, the other DUI. Yeah. Um, I did a little jail on that. Um, I don't know how many gel paper, you know, those, those mug shots they give you. Yeah. I probably had a stack of them by the time from 18 to 24. Yeah. But, um, yeah, man, I was, how much, I don't know how many, you ever heard of a tequila shooters? Yeah. Corona uh-huh. and then tequila. Mm-hmm. I probably had 12 of those. And then, um, Damn. so 12 shots basically. Yeah. A lot of cocaine, you know, I was sprung out probably going a hundred on the freeway when the cops pulled me over. Yeah. So they took me in, but yeah, I, I thought, man, I'm, I'm done. I'm going to prison, cause yeah. that that's what was basically hanging over my head. Mm-hmm. But the uh, the lawyer that I got was a good lawyer. He got me out of it. So to go back to your answer, 
when I told you finally I'm done. Mm-hmm. So I didn't take care of all that stuff until I stopped drinking, which was three years ago. So from the three years ago, when I started taking uh, my competitions and all that serious, is yeah. when I stopped drinking. I've been sober for three years now. Mm-hmm. I've been taking care of all that. So last week is the day that I'm fi- I was finally off probation. Yeah. Twelve years later. After everything. After all that nonsense, you know. Wow. Um. But um. Before what what made me stop drinking, because I was drinking every weekend, mm-hmm. bad, you know, um, always hungover, always doing God knows what, you know, I just wouldn't stop. Nothing can stop me. Yeah, you know, I was I was wrecking lives, harming people, mm-hmm. you know, and um, it's just I don't know. For for me, it was um, it was just like a way to 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 escape. My past, mm-hmm. you know, just to keep drinking, just to keep drinking, and I wouldn't wouldn't have to think about my mom's death or why this happened to me. It was just, you know, I yeah. would just I wouldn't remember anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so, with my fiance now, um, we went to a, a little poker gathering on New Year's, and then um, I sent her home. So she goes home, and then it's just me, my friends, and we're drinking. And then I disappear, I go somewhere else, you know, and um, I'm getting hammered. And next thing you know, the night, the day's over, it's like 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock in the morning. And um, I'm taking Uber back home. Yeah. And then finally life starts hitting me. Uh, I felt, well, kind of go back. I stopped going to church, I kind of fell off, and then that's how Mm -hmm. everything started going bad again for me. Yeah. I started going back to my old ways. And I think the dirt DUI was just pretty much God punishing me, you know. For not going, yeah. Yeah, you, not you, you, you want to fall off, and th- this is the life you're going to keep going back to. Yeah. And it just kept getting worse, you know. So yeah, so I'm going home, and it's just like he smacked me, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, man, my fiance's pregnant. I keep ditching her every weekend, you know. And during the relationship, the same, I would just go off and get drunk and disappear. Yeah. For three, four days. And I don't, I don't know, you know. Just I would be gone. Mm-hmm. No one would hear from me. And the man's like, "Man, she's pregnant. Is it, do I want to keep living like this? Yeah. Like, what, what am I doing? You know? Is this, am I gonna keep the cycle going? Am I gonna keep blaming my past? Mm-hmm. Or you got to do something, you know? So I finally get to her house, and she's there crying. You know, she's crying. Why do you keep doing this? You know? I have your son. You know, I, I, don't, I don't think I want him to be around you. Yeah. I'll do this on my own. So you you either need to decide if if, if you want to be in his life, you're, you're done doing all this. And the next day, that was it. I cut it cold turkey. So I, I had to find something to, to keep me grounded. Yeah. Like an addict. You know, if you want to stop one thing, you need to do something else yeah. to keep you busy. Yeah. So um, I, started, I went back into the gym. In the midst of all those years, me doing all that, mm-hmm. I would still always work out. Yeah. That was like my me, my me time. Yeah. You know? So, but I would never diet, obviously, you know? So I would just work out, drink, do drugs, mm-hmm. do what I wanted, you know? Yeah. Um. So I started working out again. I started dieting. <clears throat> and then I lost a lot of weight. And I said, I need something more, you know? Yeah. So then I thought about when I was in high school, when I was trying to compete, I'm like, man, I, th- I think I'm mentally stable to finally compete. 
because your mind needs to be right. We you know, just talked about that earlier. Your, your mind has to be there because if it's not, it's not gonna happen. So then that's when I reached out to um, to my old coach. Um, we talked, and then after that, it's just I never looked back. You know, mm-hmm. I stopped drinking. I stopped all the nonsense. I stopped the, the drugs. I stopped everything. And over from in these last three years, I mean, everything from my business to 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 the bodybuilding, me with my kids, just yeah. everything, everything just started getting better. You know, and I wouldn't imagine any of this years ago mm-hmm. because I was such in a dark place. Yeah, I almost felt like empty. You know, mm-hmm. I had nobody. So now I have my kids, you know, it's like, and everybody, all the bad stuff I did, you know, before. Yeah. Um, I harmed a lot of people. I harmed a lot of lives. I did a lot of messed up things, you know, to society. Mm-hmm. So I just feel like God's allowing me to give back. And he had, he didn't let me die. Those those multiple times I almost died, whether it was suicide or was, whether it was an overdose um, or other situations, you know, he didn't let me die. You know, it's all unfolding now. Yeah. He has a purpose, you know. But what I feel is um, if you keep testing the waters, no matter how many signs he gives you, eventually you're going to kill yourself, mm-hmm. you know. But if you see the signs, okay, I'm alive. He let me live, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, that didn't work, okay. Oh, I'm alive again. Yeah. You need to open your eyes at one point, you know. So... Now it's like me, I'm able to give back to society what I'm doing, you know. So everybody God's bringing into my life, it's keeping me busy. Mm-hmm. Me seeing them smile, me seeing them change, it, it gets me going. Yeah. It kind of, it makes me feel like, okay, we're doing something for people now. You have a new purpose. That's your that, new purpose. That's my new purpose, yeah. So I, I feel a hundred times better. Um, I mean, I all the, everyone that I've, I've helped out, you know, it just, it makes me, it makes me happy, genuinely yeah. happy, mm-hmm. you know, so... Um, and that's the reason why I'm so hard on people. Yeah. I have no pity, you know, because I was in I was in their shoes too. Yeah. Whether they say they're overweight. I mean, I was heavy at one point. Um, I was also skinny from the drugs. Whatever shoes they were in, I was there, if not worse. Mm-hmm. They like to drink, so did I. They like to do drugs, so did I. You feel sorry for yourself, so did I. You feel alone, so did I. You have no hope, I felt the same, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I can relate to a lot of these people. So when they give me excuses, that that's why I am the yeah. way that I am. Because that's just a mindset. Right. Mm. That's just a mindset that they, that, they, that they tell themselves, you know. And what I tell them is I can tell you the most exp- inspirational, motivational quote or story, whatever you want to hear. But at the end of the day, you need to want the change for yourself, mm-hmm. you know. And three years ago... I finally wanted that change yeah. and that's what made me change, you know? So now I'm able to kind of with everything I've been through, give back and show everybody it's possible. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to keep living where you're living, how you're living, how you're staying or the people around you. Where are all those people when I got raided and I had nowhere to live? Yeah. Nowhere. Yeah. Nowhere. You know, where were all those people at when, when I almost died in the hospital? Nowhere. Mm-hmm. You know, where are all them now? Nowhere. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's why now, I mean, I don't, I don't really have friends that I talk to on a daily, it's just pretty much me and my kids and my clients, the people that I'm around, Yeah. you know, so that opened up my eyes a lot with, and it helps me just focus on myself mm-hmm. because if you can't be alone, 
right? If you can't be alone and find yourself, you're never going to find yourself because you're too stuck on being around friends who like to drink, friends who like to do drugs, friends who like to do nonsense. Mm -hmm. And if you're around that all the time, you're going to fall into the same situation. So how do you get out of that? Take yourself out of that. Find yourself. But people can't be by themselves. They're too scared. They're too afraid to be alone. Mm -hmm. They need it. It's almost like uh, they they need to feel wanted. They need to Mm -hmm. feel like they're a part of something. Yeah. But in reality, if you're a part of something, if you're doing what other people are doing, what, what does that make you? A follower. Right. Now, would you rather be a follower or do you want to be a leader? Yeah. How are you going to help people if you just follow? You know? Mm-hmm. So and that, these are all the things that I've learned, you know, that's yeah. helped me. Things that I had to go through. Nobody taught me any of this. You know? Nobody taught me. I didn't have a dad to show me how to be a man. To this day, I don't know who my real dad is. You know? Um, so it's, it's just, this is this is who I am now, you know? I've learned a lot. I had to grow up really young, mm-hmm. you know, unfortunately, but it is what it is. Now I don't I don't cry about the past. I don't I don't dwell on it. When I found God, I was able to forgive my mom. I was able to forgive everybody who who, who didn't accept me, who did me wrong. Mm-hmm. And to this day I, I still I take all that with me. I'm 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 more in peace. Yeah. Um I mean don't get me wrong, it it still hits me. For some reason I can't go to my mom's funeral. I think I've only been to her her, her her um at the her where the cemetery's at yeah probably a handful of times, I think something deep down inside still takes blame, as much as people say it wasn't your fault, you know she did what she did, mm-hmm. I, it's just hard for me to go over there you yeah. know, but um, it, it's just it's been a crazy ride yeah you know it's been a crazy ride, <clears throat> um but that's why I don't give up now with with my shows or with my clients yeah I don't give up on people. You know, they're going to give up on themselves before I give up on them. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that that's what made me a stronger person. Yeah. You know, so I'm I'm able to, to, to withstand a lot of things. Um, but it, it, it really is hard for me to have pity for people and to feel sorry. Yeah. You know. Well, you know, um, not to go back on, 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 you know, you just mentioned it right now. You still have a little bit of guilt no. for your mom, your tia mom. But I, I, I strongly, uh, I challenge you to, to do that. To cl- to close that, to go to the cemetery by yourself and just sit there and and have that conversation with yourself with her, yeah. Because that's something that you can tell when you were telling us a story that you still feel that guilt. You can still tell. You see it in your eyes. You just you you can tell you still you're still holding that guilt. Yeah. Now you're you're a better person and you, for sure hundred percent you're a better person. But it seems like you still have that little bit of that guilt. You know. I don't think it's gonna come back or anything like that, like you know the the bad Nando. But, no, no but, and, uh, and you're right. You're, my my fiance has told me that too. Yeah, you know she she feels that she feels the same way. Like she, let it go, stop feeling guilty. Yeah, but I, I it, it it's just really hard, you know. Yeah, it's just it's really hard because that that what if always always comes to play. Right. What if I would have never left? But I mean, when you're 12, and you get the opportunity to do whatever you want, of course you're gonna do it. Right, you know. But to also deal with that at such a young age, it messes with you. Of course, yeah. you know. So it it was just, it was just a crazy it was a crazy upbringing, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. But I mean, I I'll accept the challenge. Yeah. I don't know when I'm gonna do it. Yeah. But I'll, I'll do it. And I think the more that I don't go, also makes me feel worse because mm-hmm. it's been years. Right. She passed in uh it was 2000, 2005, I want to say. So I was a sophomore, a sophomore, and then I graduated in two thousand seven. That's was 2005. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it's like, you know, the Nando we have right here is like everybody loves Nando, right? Can you imagine, 
if you if you challenge yourself and you go over that hump, the kind of nando that you're gonna have, the more empowerment that you're gonna have over yourself. Right. That's the, that's the way I see it right now. Yeah. You know. That that uh that's tough. Oh yeah. That's tough. I I remember with with my uh, grandpa before he before he even passed. You know, we would talk about him passing and he, and, and he him saying, you know, my my time's coming. This and that. You know, and uh, and I and I told him. I mm-hmm. told him. I said. I won't visit you after we bury you, you know, mm-hmm. and that, and it, it took me a, a little over a year and I had a dream where he was, where he's like, how come you didn't, how, how, how come you haven't come to see me? Yeah. You know, and it hit me and then I, I finally went, mm-hmm. you know, and that was hard for me. Yeah. You know, it did. Uh, I broke down there and I was with my son and, uh, uh it's just, this is tough. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a great challenge. Um, f- just for your mental. Yeah, I mean, I've seen people die, whatever, <laughs> but I just now I can't even go to a funeral, open casket, because I feel when I see the person, the little five seconds that I gave my mom. Yeah, that's all I see, you know. Mm. And I wish I could I could have seen her longer. Yeah, you know, I don't know if it's closure. Well, I I don't I don't know, but I know there's something inside me still that feels empty, you know. Yeah. Because throughout all those years, I mean, they were my cousins that I was living with, but mm. it just wasn't the same. Yeah. I would go to my friend's house, and they would be with their mom and dad. Yeah. Their mom and dad be buying them stuff, and I'm here borrowing clothes from them. Mm-hmm. So I never had money, you know. I never had new stuff. I never had cool things, you know. And that that's how I was. That's how I was living. Yeah. Um. You know, and I, I don't know. It's, it's a lot of things, you know. Until this day, I mean, I've, I've tried to look up my brothers and sisters and nothing. Yeah. You know, nothing. So I've tried and I tried. I just, I maybe God feels like it's not the right time. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe he doesn't want me to. Or I, I don't know, you know. Yeah. But I do want to talk to her and ask her what, you know, things. Yeah. You know, see what the heck was going on in her head. Mm-hmm. How can she abandon a little 13-year-old in the Metrolink in L.A.? Yeah. You know, God forbid I landed with a bunch of bums and just killed me or right. something, you know? Or that cholo took you in and said, why don't you come with us? Yeah, it could have been anything. Yeah. At that point, I had no identity. Yeah, right. I had no nothing. Yeah. You know, she could have said I ran away. I could have died. She would have been happy, mm-hmm. you know, which was probably her plan. I mean, I, yeah. God had other plans for me. Yeah. You know, and he still does. He still yeah. does. So, um, I said... This is all God, you know. Yeah. I, I I wouldn't be where I'm at without His power, um, and the grace of Him. As as messed up things that I did, mm-hmm. He forgives and He gives chances, you know. So, yeah. um, I'm very appreciative for life, you know, the multiple times that I was given it, you know. And then this time I'm not I'm not taking it for granted. Yeah. You know. So, I know there's people out there that that, that feel the same way, or they don't want to talk to anybody, they don't want to open up. <clears throat> One thing I can tell them is um, when I was writing those letters, I mean, I was bawling, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. I had nobody to call, you know, because um, I felt like I had no family. Yeah. I felt alone. No one to cry to, no parents to cry to. Mm-hmm. I had nobody, you know? So that made it worse. Yeah. But my advice is if you have somebody, talk to them. Talk to them. Mm-hmm. The best thing you can do is just reach out and talk to them. Yeah. And if you don't want to talk to them, 
then find someone else that you feel comfortable with. Right. Because you need to let it out. Because the more and more you hold it, the more dangerous you will be to yourself. Mm -hmm. And God forbid you do something bad to yourself, you harm yourself. You know, people are drinking a lot to forget about their past. Right. Or they're just addicted to it. Yeah. Um, and, and, and then you got to cut it out. Yeah. It, it only leads to one direction you know right, right. you're gonna lose everything whether it's your job whether it's your family um you're gonna go broke mm -hmm. you know with, with alcohol with drugs with anything yeah. it only leads in, to one direction yeah you know yeah never i mean never wait till you hit rock bottom right why or why wait to hit yeah. rock bottom and that yeah. was me i hit yeah. rock bottom multiple times yeah but somehow you know that's why i i like to say i'm, I'm a grinder you know yeah, yeah. You don't, you don't, you don't know, you don't know what hustle is until you hit rock bottom. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that, man, it's no fun down there yeah. because that's what ends up happening. Yep. You know, and if you have no one to, to support you, no one revolve around you, you know, to, and you're on your own, mm -hmm. it's going to make it way, way harder. Yeah. You know, and that was me. Yep. You know, but I said, I didn't, something in me said to keep going, you know, something told me to keep going, keep going, keep going. Yeah. And I did, you know. I'm just, I'm just glad I didn't roll over yeah. in the cliff. Yeah. No, I think we're all glad at this point that you didn't roll over. But yeah. we definitely want to thank you for coming out here. You don't even know how much it means. When, like people um, are out there and, and they're telling me, you know, from all the episodes, they're like, man, it really means a lot, you know, to hear Fernando talking about his his uh, his journey just in the weight training. The, the small, yeah. Yeah, small yeah. smidget. Is smidget a word? Yes. The smidget it's of a, a story that you midget. told. <laughs> <laughs> Of the, the that you told in that first episode, and now they get to hear the full length of it, and then oh, they yeah. actually get to get more in depth of it. So it's it's yeah. it's pretty. So this deep. is what a prequel. The pre <laughs> right? this is a prequel. Yeah, this is a go. prequel. Yeah, this yeah. is. Yep. Well, thanks very much. Man. I thanks appreciate you guys, man. Yeah, for sure, man. Thanks for uh, sharing that story. For me, that it was a little tough. Yeah, uh, it, I got a little choked up. Right. We'll edit that out. No, yeah. <laughs> but uh. Man, thank you, thank you, thank you for coming back and just sharing that. I, like I like I said before, like after you had told us that off air, I was like, that's it. That's what people need to hear. Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, it's you not know? easy, you know, coming. You know, he, he can tell you, it's not easy just putting it out there. Mm -hmm. And and you and you definitely did, Man, you did that. Hard. You put it out there. Definitely. And, if there's anybody out there who who wants to talk to me, I mean, I'm more than willing. I'm an open book. Right. They could DM me. They could text me. My number's all over Instagram. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I'm willing to talk to whoever. Yeah, you know, that that's what this is for. Right. God has given us a platform, mm -hmm. that we need to use it. Right, yeah. you know, because if we close our mouths, how are we going to help people? Right, right. You know, and I I know this is why you put me here. So, if there's anybody out there that that wants to talk and wants to needs help or just whatever the case may be, let me know. I mean, I'll be more than happy to to do what I can at least. Yeah, you know, to to get you out of any sticky situation that you might be with yourself. Cause the last thing you want to do is harm yourself, right? Yeah. It's the last thing. Yep. Well, you heard him. Yeah, man. That was heavy. That is. But thanks a lot. I appreciate, appreciate you being out here, man. Yeah, the gold Dodgers, much. right? Let's go, go Dodgers. Dodgers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. We'll see everybody. We're signing off. That's it. That's it. See you later, guys. Bye.